Running gag, yeah. You ever see that the running gag uh, Bob Hansen's uh, fake monthly bar show? I don't think so. He he would post on Facebook about this his show, a show called the Running Gag, where he would promote it every month and like have a whole line of comedians and uh, a fake band, but it was it was fake. That's, he would have people like reach out to him to like try to be on the show. That's such a funny idea. I remember, and it made me. I feel like this was started a few years ago, maybe when you're like two or three years into comedy where it became, it almost felt like it was for a certain uh, credibility within the, within the comedy scene that it was more important for your show to appear online than it exactly. was. That was the beginning of this online perception is everything. That's so funny. It's all about how you look online. There's three people who show up to the show, but as long as you uh, have a cool poster. That's, that's something that steered me away from bar shows. Cause I remember I would see all these cool so-called cool bar shows online and then I would go to them and they wouldn't be that good. And then you go to these more club atmospheres and there'd be crowds. They wouldn't be considered yeah. quote unquote cool, but it was where you where you could actually do comedy. Yeah. Turns out those bar shows end up being the attorney general. That's right. And speaking of phrase bits, we're in it. No way. We've been in it this whole time. I can't believe it. I don't want to be in it. I thought we were just, I thought we were just riffing Eddie Griffin. That's the, I don't want to do a pod. You don't I thought we were just having fun. Yeah, that's the problem. One thing, it's like if you gear all your conversations towards performing, where does the line end? Never ends. It's tough. When, 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 when are you on? When are you off? I realize my friendship with poker player Eric Seidel, I don't always want to be bringing up the pod or I don't always want to be taking what he says and using it as fuel <laughs> for the pod. The pod and life are kind of now, they're intermixed. Everything so is, it's, it's, it's all about the pot. It's all about life. So you know what? I, I, I love it. And every, Seidel, I don't want to get into it too quick, but Seidel really ruffled my feathers this week. Ruffles? Yeah. He, he really laid it on me. Laid chips. Yeah, he did. Eric Seidel, our pot nemesis, said that any affinity that he had for you was gone because you don't like mashed potatoes, which is, I get, I'm going to side with him here. Mashed potatoes is baby food. It's, it was made for babies. It's, it's so, you, so you don't have to chew on it. It's, 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 it's mushed up. It's, mush, it's literally mushed potatoes. You guys are big no, babies. And Seidel saying any affinity being like that he had like a little, who started, he had an ounce of like for me and then he lost it all because I, I smashed his mashed potatoes. I called, I call that check raise. Jesse, not only did he emphatically say that, but he said it and then he took a power sip of his coffee. Sure implying that he could care less about what Seidel thinks. <laughs> Welcome to Braze Bits again. This is episode 30... Is it 38 now? 38. We're getting old. We're getting old. It's, it's unbelievable. 38. 38 sounds old. That's, that's like... 38 is like, oh man, you're, you're up there. I guess. I mean, that's when I was 7. That's what I thought about when people were... When you're 12. True. True. It's true. We're only 8 years away from 38. Which is pretty scary, but thirty-eight in pod years, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, it's not we're we're still young, we're still getting our our bearings. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's when a lot of comedians I think hit their hit their stride or not hit their stride, but at this point, it takes so long to get good at comedy that by the time you're in your late thirties, you're 
like I feel like the names that are big now, a lot of them are in their mid to late thirties. And yeah. it makes sense because it takes so long to get good at this. Also, it's interesting though, because I so we were talking about this a few episodes ago, I think with 34 or 36, but when you are 38, you're, you're naturally inclined towards older things. Your body isn't what it was. I mean, our bodies will be pristine, obviously, but you have to, for showbiz, sometimes you have to act young. So how much of it is a front? Interesting. It's a good point. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'll always be young at heart. A lot of my friends I've noticed are now becoming like uh, like old sourpusses, and they're like making fun of like the young music and like the young generation. I I, I try to stay up on the. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm on TikTok, so I, I I like these young guns. By when you're talking about your friends, you're talking about me. You are one of my friends, but I'm talking more about my. Uh, I have like a group chat with some of my home friends. Yeah, and and they're all like making fun of. Uh, there's a new music video out with Cardi B and. Megan the Stallion, and they're like, "This is outrageous!" Like, they sound like gold grandpas. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm getting to the point where I realize I feel like this happened like two years ago. I don't need to care about everything that happens. So like, I see things, and then I just my brain says, "This is yeah. information I need to know," right. and I don't really think about it until it's in your face so much that you kind of eventually absorb it. But there right. is some, there is something nice about not feeling like you have to know things. And not feeling like that you have to be up on every single thing because you live, you're old enough to know that all that stuff is fleeting. Fleeting would sure. Nice. Mac Miller. Absolutely. And, and it's not worth it. It's not worth your energy. It's getting worked up over the things that don't affect you. Yeah. Like, you don't need to watch a music video. You don't need to look at a, a tweet. You don't have to be on TikTok if you don't want to. I, that, I think then there gets to be a point where you're so far gone that if you know stuff, it's funny. So I was, uh, I saw my parents this weekend, and out of nowhere, Drogue goes, uh, my, my dad, I call him Drogue, uh, he goes, uh, Lancey. we go, Lancey, he, go, he goes, Lancey, you hear about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. And I'm like, No what? way. Yeah. He reads, uh, he reads Yahoo News. So does that mean that your dad had... He knew about Machine Gun Kelly before this, and how does he know about? Machine he didn't. Gun? So he was like, Megan, he knew about Megan Fox, and then he sure. didn't. He asked me who Machine Gun Kelly. He's like, all I know is that uh, Megan Fox left her her husband for Machine Gun Kelly. That's hilarious. That's this very machi- funny. Yeah, this Machine Gun Kelly guy makes sense. I mean, Megan Fox is a fox. Uh, I feel like most men at a certain age know about Megan Fox. She's been a oh yeah, she's been a staple for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Machine Gun Kelly, I guess, no staple. Not not a big staple. I'm not a big uh, fan of his music, but he, he's uh, he's very popular. He's got a big following. I don't know anything about. Again, it's like I don't know anything about him. He's been around for a while. Yeah. What do you call your dad? Drogba? <laughs> Didier Drogba? No, Drogue. Yeah. It comes from. So my brother called him Dodo, like when we were really little. He called yeah, him he's Dodo. Wow, roasting him like a bird. Yeah, because he couldn't say that. You know, he said Dada or Dodo or something. And wow. then it kind of stuck. And then one day we just switched it to Drode. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Drode. Yeah. He's very, very cool. he's pretty even keeled, but sometimes, you know, when he gets riled up about something like the ice cream, he gets into Drode rage. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Used to be a safety for the Jets, carry Drodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Moving and grooving. Should we uh, do some meal prep? Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. Do you? Oh my god, I got a lot. I mean, I don't know if you saw. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. If you saw that. some of our Braze Bits feedback, I got I got some juicy, <laughs> juicy meal prep. Yeah, not that, yeah. I, I, um, did, I did see. Yeah, so I don't know where to even start, but the, the, the Schnecks. The Schnecks gave us some juicy feedback. Matty top, Schneck. Top Razorbacks. Top Razorbacks. Top Razorbacks. Matty Schneck gives us pretty consistent feedback, but Jack Schneck comes into the, to the fray once in a while. When he comes in, he comes in hot, ready or not. Uh, first of all, they both were very astounded, shocked, and surprised about your uh, belief about Gruyere cheese being on the Cuban sandwich. They they don't they ne- never heard of that. They didn't. Maddie has uh, Maddie's Cuban, and she was astonished, shocked, appalled. Yeah, I mean, that. I did some investigation again. I think after we realized uh, my slight error, we, we're comedy chefs. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we make some errors on, on that. Sure. And so there's a place that I've gotten a fair amount of Cuban sandwiches from that puts Gruyere on the sandwich, and it's great. Gruyere is also a kind of Swiss, but I'm not going to pretend like I'm right at, at all. In this case, <laughs> I'm certainly dead wrong. Uh, it's in the family of Swiss, though. It's in the You're family of Swiss. Off. I'm not way off, but it is the sort of violation that is borderline... Tough to tough. I wouldn't say unforgivable, but, but it could be tough to to stomach. So I understand. <laughs> I understand the, the disdain. Okay. The next is the next piece of feedback. It's also a theory that Jack shared with the the chefs. He he believes that some of your takes are to get a rise out of me and some of the Brazerbacks, specifically your your cream cheese take. And I'll quote him. Quote Jack. He says. And by fuels him, I mean I have a running theory with Maddie that Lance doesn't actually need food or water to survive, just emotions of disbelief or confusion from Jesse and others with things he puts on his top nine. I mean, has anyone actually seen him eat? This is a this is a bold claim, and I believe the only thing I've really ever seen you eat is a pepperoncini. We had a pepperoncini before our podcast with Lance and Jesse Perkins, Lance Weiss and Jesse Perkins. I don't know that I've seen you eat other than that. I mean, I, I think I've seen you come back when you were at the Lancer and you would go out to get like a, a dinner, but I don't think you would really usually eat at the Lancer. What about I've, at, I've never seen it. What about at the Lancer and when you brought those dreidel joints and we ate a ton of those? I don't think, I, I think I left them there and you were with Phil Duckett when you guys were eating. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, I'm not sure that I've like, seen you really eat a full meal. I think this is a convenient revision, but sure. <laughs> I, I, it's, a, it's a strong theory. I will say that the things I include are pretty true. I'm not, I'm not going to distort something. I'm not going to include something just to get a rise. But if I'm including something and it gets a rise, that's all the more reason to include it, certainly. Okay. I mean, cream, I mean, cheese, it, cream it, cheese for me is the number four cheese. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a lot of great feedback about that clip, about the cream cheese clip. People found it very funny, and also people who reached out to me had a couple of different people. Oh, uh, I got to say, uh, Kate, who I guess we'll hear from later in the pod, said that, I forget exactly, but didn't like your, your American choice, and didn't like your, I guess you threw some shade on cheddar. <laughs> If if if, if, if Razorbacks don't know what we're talking about, this is all talked about in our last episode in which we did top nine cheeses. Um, yeah, so you you put American, but then later in the pod you said 
well, I'm not going to have American plain. That's disgusting. And Perfect. you also said that cheddar is terrible on a burger, but she was just confused by that and then said that cream cheese is a cheese. She's, so, she believes cream cheese is a oh, cheese? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, good for you. I mean, that's, that's great. You guys are on the same page on that. I, I stand by my American cheese take. I think it's best melted and on a burger. I don't like it by itself, which does take away from its quality overall, but I think I still stand by American cheese. And I think cheddar cheese, it's, uh, it's the mashed potatoes of cheese. Oh, it's bad. But mashed potatoes yeah. is good, so I don't understand. <laughs> I, this is just very confusing. But I feel like you got you just gotta you gotta see you gotta see me eat, but I gotta see, see you eat quality mashed potatoes. Your opinion will change overnight. I don't know. One other tidbit: Maddie Schneck was appalled that we didn't either of us have uh, Chevra, aka the goats of cheeses, goat cheese on either of our lists, which yeah. I I stand by. I'm not a big goat cheese fan. I like goat cheese. I mean, the problem with me, and I think it probably also is a reason of the, the Gruyere faux pas, is that, like, I like cheese and I eat it, but I don't really take the time to know what it is. Like, rarely am I, like, eating the cheese and then having to figure out what it is. I just, I'll just eat it. I don't have a good cheese palate, I guess. Palate town. I like to know what kind of cheese. You say palate town? Yeah. Like Sao Palantonio? No, it's the first, when you got Pokemon, it was the first oh. town that you started in. Pikachu. That's yeah. Nice. That's, all, that's all I got. You never played Pokemon? No. I think, we, I think I, we should make a clip. I think we've done that. Well, we talked about this like 12 yeah. times. I just yeah. forget. If, if it doesn't, we don't talk about it every three episodes, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she she also said that, cause I, about goat cheese, that the best way to do it is to microwave it for a little bit so the texture gets perfect. I've always been a little thrown off by the texture of goat cheese. It's like stuck in between feta and like mozzarella to me. It's like the crazy cousin. I mean, that method sounds insane to me, but I've also never tried it, so I, but it just sounds insane. Yeah. I don't, I think microwave, we actually don't have a microwave right now, and it's improved our life. It's better. You either heat things up in the oven, you put it on the stove, or you have it cold. Just something about the microwave. I mean, it, it can't be good for you. And it just, it doesn't, I feel like there's not, crazy. there's not many things that are improved that, I think anything that you'd heat up, it, it'd be better in the oven or the stove anyway. So to not have the option is actually pretty liberating. It's more, it's, it's all convenience with microwave. I think the thing I do most with the microwave is sometimes I have these like uh, breakfast frozen sandwiches that I'll throw in there and it takes 30 seconds to heat up. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it is, it's kind of crazy how microwaves work. Is there, like, it's like the magical rays. Is there a Zamboni in the background? Carlos Zambrona? Yeah. No. I don't hear anything. It sound, sounds to me like the beach, which is a great segue, but not yet. We still got plenty of pod to go. <laughs> wow, we're getting wet and wild already. You want to get into some highlights? Let's get into some highlights. Dive in. You want to lead off? Yeah, I'll lead off. My highlight's pretty short this week. A few days ago. Time's few, up. A few days ago, my father-in-law came over for dinner, and he brought a plant and this plant is the best plant I've, we've, I've ever had the fortune of, of raising. Uh, wow. We put it on the window. I've been watering it every day. I know watering a plant is your top household chore. <laughs> if you haven't listened to our top household chore episode, I think that's one of our best episodes. I don't remember what number it is, but it's a good one. And I've named the plant. It's called Emmanuel Plant. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and it's it's... Brought me a nice, nice joy that I didn't know 
I didn't, I, you know, a week ago, I didn't know about this plant, so. Do you have any idea what kind of plant it is? Not really. It's like a, a classic house plant. Do you think you have a green thumb? Like, do you think, like, biggest thing for me is figuring out how much to water. I have one plant. I figured out how, like, I feel like I can water my plant every other day. Yeah. I'm sort of, I'm sort of, I'm figuring out a little bit. Actually, the bottom, like, there's all these leaves, and the top leaves are healthy and strong. It looks like things are growing, but the bottom clearly was deprived of water, so I gave yeah. it some extra water. It's a great gift from the father-in-law. We'd love yeah. to see that. Yeah. Very nice. Keep, keep those, keep at least one foot planted. Uh, you got any highlights? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Thought you were ever gonna ask, Lance. I got a cup. I got one highlight. I actually, I was trying to pick my brain. Didn't have a lot going on this past week. Not a lot of uh, highlights. Biggest thing, best thing happened that I experienced was I was driving back to Long Island. Got out of the city this past weekend, and on my way back, I stopped at a Starbucks. And uh, outside of the Starbucks, I uh, noticed like 10 or 15 people gathered around in lawn chairs. Um, and there was a guitarist, two, two guitarists, singing music, singing songs. You hear about this? Have you ever heard about this thing we call music? Live music outdoors? They were singing outside of a Starbucks. Uh, I went in, got a coffee. I, I relieved myself in the, uh, the gentleman's room. And I watched a couple of songs of live music, and it was, it was glorious. I forgot how much I missed just live music, live energy. It was... Uh, it really put a little pep in my step, and it made the rest of my drive back to the concrete jungle a little bit better. Yeah, live music could be pretty good. It was, it was great. It was uh, the, one of the ladies who was a singer, really emotional, really uh, letting it rip. People, were, everyone seemed really appreciative to be there. Made me miss uh, just live events, live entertainment. Yeah, I was walking on the Lower East Side. This was like, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, and there was a saxophone playing. And oh, I was sex. like, this is great and really good, like really, really good. And I decided to go down, I would have gone down Essex, but I went down Ludlow because of this saxophone. But then as I got closer, it was like this one guy was playing and he was really good. And then like this group of teen, they're all teenagers. It was just like around this guy. Like two of them were just like smoking weed, hanging out, not wearing masks. Yikes. And I was like... I would have liked it better if it was just the guy playing music. I didn't need... It was, I was like, what are these other people doing just being high on the street? Which is... There's no problem with that. But it made... Like, then I had to walk by them, and they all like looked at me like, what's this, why is this guy walking by? And I was like, I wanted to walk by because the music was great, and now this interaction is not as fun. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's tough to get a one-on-one -on -one sax. Like having a sax guy just play just for you. Unless you're having sex, but I, I I enjoy a saxophone player, and it's it's tough to especially when it's a public setting. You can't control who's going to be there and be be watching. But. Well, this was this was the guy's entourage. It wasn't like it was other like obviously when a musician plays, a lot of people come and watch, and it's great. But in yeah. this case, it was like the entourage. <clears throat> like it was as if they didn't want anyone to come by and listen to the music. Oh, so why funny. is the music being played? It was just a very odd situation, but. Sounds like yours was, was great. <laughs> mine, mine was really great. I, didn't, I never expected to be at a Starbucks. It was like a Starbucks had like, a little, like an outdoor area. It was uh, very, very nice. You love that. What's your, what's your Starbucks order? Do you have one? I do. I usually go for an iced red eye. It's like an iced coffee with a shot of espresso. If I really need to pick me up, I sometimes go four shots of espresso over ice. 
That's my most bold order. But I usually go iced red eye. Grande iced red eye with a little bit of almond milk. You, and you think I'm insane. I know you're insane. I wouldn't do that. Now, you wouldn't that do the uh, sounds pork like, chops? No, it sounds like you're, you're having your coffee and then all of a sudden you're waking up on the East Coast in the morning. <laughs> I will say, yesterday I had too much coffee and I didn't fall asleep until 4 a.m. I, I regretted it. I had iced coffee at 6 p.m., which I don't think I am doing again, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's something, that's something that you'd inevitably regret a Gerwig. Exactly. Greta World Peace. Nice. <laughs> yeah, not our, not our best highlights, but you know what? We're, we're living during a pandemic. It's not all going to be uh, great. And we're at the point of the pandemic. In the, if you're listening to this in the future, it's mid-August. There's it mid-August? Early August? It, it, there's this feeling of that this is never going to end. Exactly. It's t- today... Uh, College football, some of the big conferences are canceling the season for the year. Doesn't seem to be an end in sight for a long time. Now, uh, when I was uh, when I saw my parents this weekend, drove my dad was like, "It's not going to be until next June at least," and he kept saying that like as if like he wanted us to he, he like wanted us to he was like trying to get a rise out of us or something. It's not going to be till next June till Corona's done till things, or till... till things are remotely normal. And I was like, I mean, maybe, but. Why are you so insistent on like laying this down? Yeah, I mean, it's you can't argue with that. But uh, no, no one knows when. I just uh, the people, the people who are saying that it's going to happen sooner than later are the ones that are crazier to me. Like, people who are being like, uh, by by winter time, it's it's going to be better. Uh, it's, I don't know. It is. It's right now. It's just it's trying to get comfortable with not knowing, which is pretty pretty hard to do. Yeah, it's a really interesting exercise in like philosophy or, or point of view or, or something like that. I'm not sure yeah. what it is, but it, it's this massive social experiment that we're all in right now. It's absolutely bananas. But and, the one constant is Brace Bits. Yeah, and it really is a time where I feel like emotionally it's important to find your beach. <laughs> exactly. You can find your beach anywhere. You can find your beach in a hot apartment. You can find, find your beach on the beach. You could find your beach on the beach, and I take solace in that because <laughs> this week our top nine is our top nine favorite things about the beach. Top nine favorite things about the beach. That transition started out like the best transition in the world, and then it quickly ended up being the worst transition in the history of the pod. That said, we're doing top nine things about the beach. Jesse, you're a big beach bum. I'm a huge baby back beach bum. I would say the beach is probably my happiest place to be uh i'm very passionate about it i was surprised you're the one who proposed this top nine i was i am very surprised that you have nine things that you like about the beach i feel like this is going to be very interesting um well so so this is the thinking i our our episode a few episodes ago top nine things about the grocery store i love the grocery store and that love was evident in my top nine and I thought, what would be something that Jesse would have? What, what is Jesse's grocery store? And wow. I came to the conclusion that Jesse's grocery store is the beach. I really appreciate that. Yeah, my, my friend Phil Jackson said that this last week's top nine really, it really opened you up. He's never seen that like joyous and uh, passionate side of you as you were talking about the grocery store. Oh, it's a joy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get, I definitely, the, the beach, it was tough for me to find 
you know, to pick out nine things because like the whole experience to me is just it's it's bliss and it's heaven. But uh, I'm excited to talk about it. It was also tough for me to pick out nine things. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, let's dive into it. You want you want to get on base? Yeah, I'll I'll get on base. So top nine things about the beach. I will say so up front. At the beach, I am, I'm like, I, I, it is not my happy place. I feel like I'm anxious and worried at the beach usually. I've talked about this before. Number one, I'm always terrified that someone's umbrella is going to rip off and stab someone. I feel like the beaches I've gone to growing up, so I, I, a lot of times, I feel like almost once a week during the summer when I was little, we would go to Robert Moses, which is a beach on the, it's an Atlantic Ocean beach south shore of Long Island. Um, and then a few beaches in my town. I, I worked at the beach for three and a half years, North Shore, That's Long Island beaches. So on the Long Island Sound, but because I've worked at a beach, I feel like number one, I've maxed out my beach time. I, I was at the beach every single day for a few summers and I see how the, I see how the sand is, is made and eroded. Oh so oh I feel like being on that side, I see all the things that could happen, all the things that could go wrong and it it kind of reminds me of the virus a little bit in the sense that the beach requires people to respect one another's boundaries and follow the rules, but you inevitably you have people who don't follow the etiquette of the beach, and it's it's tough to coexist. Unfortunately, I think that's maybe a negative view of human nature. But at the beach, you could have you know just someone, for instance, if you're building a sandcastle and someone just runs and messes you know i i, I just feel like there some that people sit too close when there's plenty of room there, there's plenty of of things like that so that i guess those are the things i think of that's where my, my mind just starts spinning at the beach wow i i can't believe that that's yeah one of one of the worst starts to one of my most passionate places in the world one of the most negative views so with that with that said there are things i do like about the beach and okay. here's my top nine number nine when some vehicle, any vehicle, is on the beach and then leaves tracks in the sand. That's, <laughs> really, that, that's, that's a great one. Phenomenal one. Love that one. I never like to put, you know, some people like to put their feet in the tracks. Yeah, you don't like that? No, I like to just walk, like let nature, it's like, it's like a beautiful painting. You don't, yeah. want, you don't want to tag up, you don't want to graffiti up the painting with your feet. Right. Your graffiti. That, that, that's, that's a great one. I like walking in the tracks. I like feeling the imprints of the, uh, the tires in my feet. It's just a beautiful sand design. And yeah. I like how they, they always run parallel to each other. You never, it's never going it, to... It's symmetrical. It's, it's very nice. I love it. That's a really good one. I also like when little dogs are on the beach and you can follow their little paws. I don't like that as much. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Number, eight. Number eight, I've got beach-specific sounds. Very good. So this Very is nice. seagulls being like, wah, wah, wah. then it's the the sound of the waves. The sound of the waves is one thing that is undeniably soothing. You can't get that in and out. It, it's meditative. It, it's it's the it's rhythmic. It's an ebb and flow, literally, of the of the natural world. And really, the the seagulls and the sound of the waves, the waves breaking, the waves retreating, they are soothing. Could not agree more. Even for me. Could not agree more. Which I, I'm surprised that you having that on your list doesn't make you want to be at that place more often when you, you're around such natural beauty. 
That's well, you funny. are, but then you're also surrounded by a million other noises, so they get drowned out a lot of the times. Depends on what you're focusing on. Depends on what your uh, where your mind is. You, you could be like, oh, I'm, I'm, some guy might knock over my sandcastle, but I also can hear the waves. I'm at the beach, so I have to be on guard. Because if like the beach, it's like you know when things are going really well in your life, you're like, all right, well the other shoe's gonna drop. That's kind of what I think of, of the beach. It's like, all right, well I'm on the beach, so something's gonna happen. I think you have some kind of tra- trauma from when you're working at the beach that you can't like. You're not working there anymore. You can just go as a as a as a, a citizen, as a joint, as a vacationer. You're not working there anymore. That nothing's was, gonna happen to you. Lance. It, it literally it was like the best job I've ever had. It was amazing. I'm sure. It sounds like a dream job. I don't know how uh, you're not more of a beach bum. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, number seven, I got watching adults who are clearly in over their head. So this is generally when you have the adult-to-kid to ratio of one-to-one is manageable. But when you ever, whenever you exceed that ratio, so you have two adults to three children, one adult to two children, two adults to four children... It's, it's chaos. This past weekend, Kate and I went, I wouldn't say hiking, but we went to this state park on the North Shore of Long Island. And it was very nice. Unfortunately, we actually, we wanted to get to the trails that went to like the bluffs and to the beach, actually. But because of the hurricane, tropical storm, hurricane, tropical a, lot, storm, I think. a lot of trees were knocked down. So some of the trails were closed, but there were a lot of, children there's a lot of families or a lot of people bringing their kids great activity to bring a kid you tire them out it was hot out i realize you just gotta i think when you have kids you just gotta bring them places where they get tired out sure. that seems like the whole that seems like half of parenting i'm not a parent but that's what it seems like to me but at the same time it was interesting watching that it seemed there's a few families that we saw like here and there there was you know it's kind of like a loop and you saw multiple people twice it was kind of like that bit Whose bit is it? There's someone comedian has a bit where it's like you ever um, you ever think that you ever see the same person twice and think God is running out of extras in your life. <laughs> I don't know that bit. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, it was kind of like that. You saw the same people a few times, but they, we saw some families, and it was clear that they you know someone the the mom or the dad said okay we're going on this hike or we're going on this we're going to this park today, but then. The kids were just toiling it the whole time. They were like running around or they weren't getting in the stroller or they were just crying. <laughs> and it made me realize that most of being like if you're a parent and you say, all right, we're going to go to the beach today. Most of the activity is trying to get there. And then while you're there trying to like be at the beach and enjoy yourself. And then right. it's not it's not really about it's about getting to the, the situation. So that's what I feel like parenting at the beach is probably stressful. And I always Absolutely. like I always like to watch I always like to watch it unfold. Absolutely. That's a really good one. I, I also I like to watch overwhelmed parents trying to wrangle their kids and like kids running around. But it's also I've seen like the good version of it where like teach uh, a father teaching their kids how to build a sandcastle, how to dig a hole, a father getting buried in the sand by their kids is always very sweet. Oh, let me shut that window. So many sounds my bad. Yeah, it's almost like we're at the beach. So many sounds, so many movements. But yeah, I don't. Uh, that is, it's one. It's, it's great being able to watch people 
that are overwhelmed and, and while you're relaxing yeah in a weird twisted way i love it yeah that was your number seven that was my number seven all right fantastic my number nine we have in common i think it was your number eight the sounds of the waves crashing in the water on the water running up and down it's one of my most favorite sounds in the whole wide world it's, it's super relaxing it's just everything you said it's meditative it's uh it just it it just automatically kind of like resets my internal system it feels like kind of like just I, sometimes i don't even if i'm at the beach by myself i'll just like I'll, I'll, i won't listen to anything i'll just kind of listen to the waves like what won't have headphones in um it's just one of my favorite things listening to the sounds of the waves sometimes i'll even uh i'm not at the beach I'll listen to uh, soundtracks of the ocean to, to try and relax. Do you yeah. think it's the so? Is it the ocean or is it the beach? Like, is do you think it's a soundtrack of like the middle of the ocean? That's a good question. I feel like it's the waves hitting the sand. It's kind of like the, that sound, but it, that, there's also waves that hit on top of the water too. Could be the Caspian Sea. You don't you don't know. Yeah, I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. Do you think it? it I always think, yeah. Like, what if it's made up? It could even be made up. I don't. It could. It, it could be fake. I don't. I don't want to think that way. But it could be robot waves. I robot wave. My number eight, which I is a last second addition, and it made me real, realize just how much I just love the whole process and experience of the beach. My number eight is schlepping the chairs, food, towels, and finding the perfect spot to set up on the sand. I feel like a lot of people find this stressful or, or find it kind of the worst part, but I love. It makes me appreciate once you set down everything. I love the whole process of like you're with people and you're unloading the car, the van, and you're like grabbing things and you're putting things on your shoulders. I love grabbing chairs, love grabbing towels, backpacks, and then schlepping them onto the sand and scouting out the favorite spot, looking around, trying to not be too close to certain people, trying to get a good angle at the beach. Everyone having to agree on like, is this spot good? You guys cool with this spot? Love that. And then once you once you put everything down. That feeling of like, oh, now we're here, nothing else to do, we're at the beach. It's just, to me, you can't beat it. It's my number eight, the schlep. So I dislike this a lot. Oh, no. I'll, I'll have a few, a few reasons. I'll go through the whole thing. Number one, hate taking things out of the car and, and bringing them wherever. Number one, I feel like I always like cut my ankles. You know, you get like that metal on, on the, your ankles from the chair. You're not doing it right. You gotta, you gotta have the strap over your shoulders so it's not banging against your clankles. I know, but it, it just, I feel like it's hectic. You always have different stuff and you're always with a different amount of people, so there's no set routine, that. which love I don't. Chaos. I love to adjust on the fly, but also it depends on who's organized, right? So if, if you're, if I'm going to the beach with you and say Whack Goldberg, a, a likely trio, uh, you're, you're the, you're kind of the leader of that operation. So I yep. have to defer to you in terms of how we're doing it. So I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I don't want to overtake the situation. That can be stressful. But then if you're the leader, you don't know how your subordinates are going to feel. If, if you give them an order that is maybe not the best or most efficient thing. Or should you even think about that? Should it all just be a team, how it works naturally? Some groups of friends, that just naturally works out. But others, there needs to be, other situations, there needs to be a sort of more rigid hierarchy. So that stresses me out a lot. 
Number two. I love the team. I love the it's, – it's, it's a group. Everyone's going – we're working towards the same goal. We're, I, we all want to go to the beach. I think so. So if me and you were at the beach, just us, I think that's how it would just naturally work out. But I think there's too many variables with the groups, the things you're bringing, how far are you, Is does someone have a knee problem? There's a lot of issues. Number two, I think finding a place on the beach – Number one, I know I'm wrong in this, but I love far away from the, the water. The people love that that waterfront property. But you I love like, far away from the water? Yeah, because there's less people. I, I, I don't like the water. I'm not a guy who likes right next to the water. I like to have a little bit of a walk, and I don't want to be like around... Uh, I don't want to be on the first row next to the water. I like being right in the middle. Being being way enough where you can see the, be- see the water, but also not too far where it's like... Why are we even here? We're just in the desert. Yeah, so I like the desert. Give me, oh, give me the desert. Yeah. <laughs> but the Great American Desert in Arizona <laughs> slash California. But I know, I know that's uncommon. So, but I, I do think that everyone within a group also has different preferences. So you have to manage those preferences and compromise. And compromising sometimes means it works out for the best, but it also means that nobody, if the beach is being viewed as the place of joy then if you're compromising you might be less happy so therefore I, th- I just think i've gone to the beach with too many different groups if you're going to the beach with the you're like i don't know your same family all the time then this stuff doesn't really matter but i'm just saying in in random situations going with random people sometimes can be an issue i also think picking a place uh, a place on the beach is almost like trying to pick a movie on netflix where you pick something, but in your mind, you always think there might have been a better option. Right. And then the last thing is that once you sit down, I don't think you're, you're allowed to move. Can't move. Once, can't you, once move. you put down the chairs, you can't move. Can't move. So that That's why you, you got to communicate. Are we good? Is this going to be good? Which I, it's, it's, so I always got to have open lines of communication. Is it, if everyone's on board, I mean, some people might not be happy and I might not express it, but... If everyone's on board with the spot you pick, you can't move after that. Can move. So Shouldn't move. There, there's too many. Those there's just too many things that stress me. Maybe I maybe the more I'm thinking about, it, maybe just my family is a very difficult family it's to possible. go to the beach with. That's possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Maybe you need to go. Just have you and Kate just gone to the beach yourselves? Definitely. And this this stuff doesn't really apply with us, but we'll get to. Uh, Kate's going to come up later in the top nine, so I'll okay. wait a little bit. All right. My number seven is laying down on your belly on a towel on the sand. I just find this to be absolutely delightful. I don't know really any other place, time in my life that I lay in my belly. Like, uh, I got just laying, <laughs> I don't, when I sleep, I'm more of a side sleeper or a back sleeper. Don't sleep in my belly. I don't really like, go on my belly on the floor. But when I'm at the beach, I, ha- I usually have a, a beach chair, but I will dedicate a portion of my time there to lay out a towel and go belly down and just enjoy the sun on my back. Just it, It's one of the most comfortable positions to be in. I, I fall asleep that way, head on my, my, my arms, can read a book that way. You can't lay, I can't lay there for more than like probably 40 minutes, but the initial laying down on your belly, you can't get enough of it, pork belly. I don't really do this. I don't know if I've ever done it. Uh, Never laid in your belly. I'm not going to knock it. This doesn't really appeal to me. But I do think it could be a good COVID test. 
Above laying in your belly? Yeah, if you start being short of breath, then you have COVID. That's not a bad idea. So far this summer, I, I haven't uh, had any short, shortness of breath when I've been laying on my belly. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe because it, it's tough to... It's not you're not in like a ready position. You're not in like a fight or flight position. You can you can pop up pretty quick because you can you can start doing some push ups also. Yeah. And you, you can go into a downward dog from there. You can do a lot of things. But I think it's just you're a step too slow, and you don't ever know when a seagull's gonna poop on you. Just a lot of things. It's good luck. Poop on getting pooped on is good luck. And you have this this I don't know why you have this thing at the beach. No one's coming. No one's attacking you. No, you don't need to be ready to. I mean, you have this thing that there's going to be an umbrella that's going to stab you through the heart, but when's that going to happen? I've never you seen ever, You never know. you got to always be ready. you got to relax. you just got to take a chill pill. <laughs> All right. That was your... Seven. Seven. Number six for me. I think you're going to like this one. When you stand close to the water and the wave comes in and you kind of like stand there, and then the wave retreats, and you let like the water run over your feet, and then the sand kind of gets oh, like yeah. you get a little bit stuck in the water. Yeah, kind of quicksand a little bit. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. That's just majestic. Love that. Yeah, that's the majestic with Jim Carrey. Nice, absolutely. That's 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 a really good one. I didn't think about that. It's it's just that's it's glorious. It's natural. The smoothness of the water and the sand is burying your feet. What's better than that? Sometimes that I do that and I stay there for a while and I think I, I'll just stay here. That's great. Yeah. Nice. So that's my number six. Number five is when it doesn't really happen to me anymore. I don't really go in the water in the beach anymore. I kind of retired. But Jesus. <laughs> so, so you're gonna go to the beach and not go in the water? I don't, know. don't be. You're really that guy who go go to the beach. Everyone's going in the water. You're like, I'm not going in. I won't not go in, but. I don't need to go in. Oh, my God. Jesse has his hands buried in his head like he is like a two seed in an NCAA tournament and just got upset by a 15 seed. He can't believe it. So if you're like sweating in your chair, you're getting – it's so hot, and there's literally a body of water that is I'm not saying cool I, temperature. I'm not saying I, I, I'm not saying I refuse to go. It's just not – I don't need it. I don't need to go in. I need it. I got to have it. So, but I do like when you're in the water and you don't see, it's, it's rough, rough waters out there, Roger Waters, and you get clobbered by that first wave. You like and then, yeah, well, so you get clobbered by the first wave, and then you kind of get up, and then you see you're about to get clobbered by the second wave, but you dive under. Yes, 100%. And I feel like this is a metaphor for where we're at as a country. Because all we got to do is put on our mask and dive under and avoid that second wave. Wow. That's pretty good. That's, 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 you really, that really came full circle. Yeah. I have, I have uh, diving under waves pretty far down on my list, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save, save that up. But it, I, I, it's the ocean, going to the ocean is one of my top things in all of existence. Yeah, so I feel like this particular situation, it's kind of like a boxing match where <clears throat> the ocean thinks it could overpower you. It, it gets you with that, that big uh, big right hook with right. the first wave, and then it thinks it's going to finish you off. But you get up quick, and you realize, no, this is actually a match. I got something in the tank, and I'm not going <laughs> to let you defeat me, ocean. I love that attitude. Frank that kind of attitude is phenomenal. I'm sure, I don't know why you don't 
you don't have that attitude wanting to go into the water for a fight every time. I'm not always looking for a fight. <laughs> I'm trying to... The ocean is the one that's belligerent. The ocean's always looking for a fight. Not always, but sometimes you get calm waters, but the ocean's looking for a fight a lot of the time. Sometimes. So I'm just reacting to the ocean. Maybe the ocean just wants to fight you. I've never gotten into a fight with the ocean. You've gotten into fights with the ocean's tried to beat you up. Number three, or number four, sorry, number four, I've got evaluating slash looking at different beach real estate. So... <laughs> <laughs> when you're at a beach and there's houses close to the beach, I always like thinking about the types of person who would buy this house. Sometimes I like seeing that they're on stilts to avoid a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Always like a stilt house, stilt Chamberlain. Sure. And sometimes I think, was this a good, either how great or how stupid of a purchase was this house? Is being right on the beach actually a good idea? What, what is it like living there? Is this a summer house? Is this a full-time house? Are you a beach bum? Are you just trying to have the house for status? There's so many different variables. And I always like to wonder what the price is. And then sometimes I'll even look up what prices are on beach waterfronts. And usually I'm, I'm stymied. I'm, I'm wowed. World of Warcraft. And it's just something I, I always like to do. That's a good one. I, I'm usually just always jealous of people who have beachfront property. For the most part. So I'm jealous, but then if it costs $4 million, I'm not really jealous. You're not jealous of the fact that, that they can afford that? So it depends. If they're so wealthy that $4 million is nothing, then it's it, whatever. Then there's, there's larger things, you know, there it doesn't matter. But if it's like $4 million and that's someone's life savings or what, if that's their thing, that's good for them. But then I'm wondering, well, a hurricane could come tomorrow and wipe this whole thing out. Yeah. Hopefully they have good house insurance. I hope. But then I'm like, it's, it's, inter- it's an interesting, maybe, what it, maybe why the reason I like it, it is mankind, humankind. You can't say mankind you get canceled for? Humankind? Yeah, humankind. Human still has man in it. <laughs> I think you can say humankind. Po- podcast is over. Uh, so humankind... It, it's like the bat, it's humankind, a lot of humankind's existence recently has been humans trying to play God over nature a little bit. And having yeah. a house at the beach is a little bit of that. It's saying, we're better than you, Mother Nature. And it's a dangerous game to play. So I do admire the guts that that takes, but I also am a little wary. I mean, that's even something about like living in places where there's huge earthquake prone. It's like earthquake mm-hmm. prone or living, you know, in places in California with all, all these forest fires. I'm like, it takes a lot of guts or it's really dumb. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like, I feel like most people, at least I want to think that people that live by the beach or on the beach or aren't thinking in their head like that, that they're, above mother nature they just love it so much that they and if they can afford it they want to be there and it's it's a, i think it's just it's it would be unbelievable to have a house right on the beach but and maybe they have kind of that cognitive distance of like just not thinking about what could go wrong yeah i, I and probably it, wouldn't it definitely does vary i mean there's different a difference between having a house on the beach that 
is functional and practical and looks nice versus having, you know, I'm sure you've seen these like very showy beach houses. Oh yeah. And those, those I'm like, is this practical? And, but is, is this impractical to the point where it's just silly? A joker. Yeah. Yeah. One day I'll invite you to my mansion on the beach. Great. And it'll be the Braze Bits compound. Braze You're going to love it. Braze Bits compound media. Nice. BBCM. Yeah. That was your five? Braze Bits we could We could have the Braze Bits compound. We would have to have Braze Bits compound butter. Beautiful. We, I, we would have the, the podcast iron kitchen would be, have to be unbelievable. It'd be like a whole studio that's made out of a kitchen. It would be, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, get ready, Brazerbacks. Sweet sauce. So that's your four? That's my four. Sweet. My number six is the beach sandwich. I've talked about it a lot in the pod. It's just probably my favorite sandwich. I love it's, it's The moment of deciding when to eat it is that's probably the most stressed I am at the beach. It was like, I always like kind of wait till I'm like really desperate, really hungry, because I know once the beach sandwich is over, it's kind of the peak of the day for the most part. Love the beach sandwich. Chicken cutlet, provolone, lettuce, oil and vinegar is my go-to. Um, I usually try to wait at least a couple hours to, to dig in so it gets nice and uh, melty and hot and uh, moist. It's just uh, sitting in a beach chair, feet in the sand, eating my favorite sandwich, sun on you. It's just, it's, it's, I can't think of a happier place. Yeah. And it's a happier moment. Yeah. If you have the right sandwich, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. But you're not always going to have the right sandwich. You're going to have to always going to have the right sandwich because you make sure. You ensure that is always going to happen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really allowing other people to, to get my sandwich. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Yeah. It, but if I'm not dictating the situation, then I don't know when we're going to eat. I not, might not even be bringing a sandwich. The only thing I get, I feel like as a youth, what turned me off to beach sandwiches is when you're eight, you don't, I would get like sand. I would like, yeah. that, you know, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. Once you become a veteran, then that doesn't apply. Yeah. But I had too many sandy sandies and it turned me off for a little bit. Now, if you have the right sandwich, it's incredible, but consistently I don't have it enough that I could really, and I don't have like a go-to, I didn't, right now I, I don't go to the same beach frequently. So I don't have right. any, type of routine in terms of this is the place I get the sandwich from. Right. This is, so I, I don't have that in, in my life right now. So I, that's why it's not my top list. That's fair. You just gotta, I feel like in order for you to enjoy your beach day, you need to set yourself up for success. I feel like you're just not usually setting yourself up. You're allowing other people to dictate it. You're, you're afraid about the variables. You're afraid about a, an umbrella puncturing your chest. You just gotta set yourself up for success more. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right, but it's not it's not a priority in my life right now. So maybe I should make it a priority. I think you should. Priority mail, priority ship. Nice. PM. My number five is a long walk on the beach. It's cliche, but it's I do a long walk on the beach every time I go to the beach. Prefer to do it alone. It's just it feels good. I love like um like walking so far that you kind of you turn around and you can't see the uh, group of people anymore. You're kind of like, in, I feel like you're like in like a private beach where there's like no, no one there anymore. I love walking so far. There's no footprints anymore. Um, it's just, it's my favorite form of like, I guess it is exercise walking, 
uh, it's just relaxing. Get out of my head. You're next to the water. Listen to a podcast. Um, Braze bits. It's, listen to Braze bits. It's a long walk on the beach. It is majestic. Yeah, I think walks have a high potential to be great. I've been burned by too many bad walks. No, that's not true. <laughs> by bad walks? That's not true. But one thing about walks is that they can be great, but it could still be really crowded. Sometimes you could walk further than you intend, and then you got to walk back. And, like, I never know where I'm supposed to walk, so I feel like if you walk too close to the water then you might get some water or it's like the ground is like too you might get hard. some water get some water on your feet <laughs> yeah <laughs> no man no and and it's like too hard but then if you walk on the actual sand then it, you kind of sink in it that's the beautiful part you can move and you can move around you can it's, find out your sweet spot it's not efficient enough for me one part i forgot about the walk to my favorite part is deciding when to turn around i love that i love like i love just i, I usually point out a uh, a spot on the beach to myself of like I'm gonna walk all the way out there and then I'm gonna turn around. And then when you turn around it's like, oh look look at me. I've gotten this far. I got to walk back. Love that. One, one thing about beaches too and walks is I feel like if you point out something in the distance, it's always way farther than I think in my head. So yeah. then by the time I get there, I'm like, well I said I would get there. Exactly. I'm not gonna not do it. But then you just went for a way longer walk than you intended. But then it's a little bit of accomplishment. You're like look at me. I, I made it out of the way out here. I, uh, and then I'm gonna go back to the beach. Might, might jump in the water, refresh myself. Might have a beach sandwich. Yeah, it's but just... yeah, but it's, a, it's an accomplishment that's forced on you, as opposed to you actively driving it. What? You, you don't have to go on the, the walk. No, you don't have to. I'm saying I'm saying it's usually good. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. This is why it's not on my top nine because there again there is a lot of variables. There's not. A, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's. I don't know. I love it. Number four is telling people to lather up slash doing someone's back with lotion on the beach. I love doing people's backs. I think it's a great bonding moment. You can protect somebody from the, the sun, lather them up. People call me back man. I have a whole process of doing people's backs. If it's a spray bottle, one of my favorite little kinks is uh, if it's a, I usually do this with a guy. I don't, I've never done this with a girl. I'll lift up the bathing suit and kind of spray some lotion down their butt crack. Just a little friendly, hello, I'm here. Usually get to laugh, a little, ooh, it's cold. Love that. Love putting my paws on someone's back with consent. It's just, we're all we're helping each other out. We're protecting each other. It's another one of those bonding moments. Like, all right, another process. We got to gotta all lather up, put on some lotion. I love saying lather up. My dad always say everyone lather up. Love that. Need that. It's just, it's another one of those things where people sometimes are like, Oh, we gotta put on lotion. I love it. I love the whole uh, ritual of it. Yeah, you got a damn lather. <laughs> Dan lather up. That's good. If Dan lather up makes it into this one, this could be. be his second his second episode title. Dan lather is pretty good. He was uh, Dan Dan rather noodles. noodles. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how Dan rather does. But yeah, the th- I, the thing is, I like it. And I, I'm not I'm not good enough at it. I feel like I always miss a spot, and so I do love the process, but I am too inconsistent. To I got I gotta get lathered up by you. I would love to lather you up. I'd love to really rub, rub some lotion all over your body. I've gotten better over the years. I used to be a classic, like a part of my belly would get burned or like, but I've I've 
I've learned that like you need to just enjoy the process of putting on the lotion and then it'll pay off in the long run. I've had too many beach nights where my face is so burnt or my back is, is so red. I've been burned by the sun too many times and now I enjoy the lotion and I, and I do reapply. It's all about the reapply. That's where they get you. Everyone gets to the beach and puts on lotion the first time. It's about if you're going to reapply. That's what's going to save you in the long run. Got to reapply. Yeah, maybe I should. I don't think I've ever reapplied. You've never reapplied. I must have reapplied, but you got to reapply. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not staying long. You stay if you're if you're there over an hour and a half. You got to reapply. Okay, that's good to know. I feel like I, I'm just a, I'm an amateur in this field, so I'm glad that that I'm talking to the king. Please, I'd love to take you to the beach and lather you up. Yeah. That was my number four. All right, so my number three. This is a little bit, I wouldn't say it's cheating. It is really my number one, but I feel like you wouldn't, it would be kind of, I wouldn't say corny, but it's not necessarily me. So my wife, Kate, feels the same way that you feel about the beach. It is her probably favorite place in the world. So I love going to beach just to see how happy it makes her. That's be- oh, Wow, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful she thing. loves it. She loves like... I feel like if she's stressed out, has a few bad days in a row, or things, you know, she go to the beach and kind of it's all tabula rasa. She's kind of back at an even slate, refreshed, re-energized, energizer bunny. She loves going to the water. That's like she can't wait. She gets there. She goes in the water. And then when she comes out of the water, she's like, you know, ready to go. It's medicine. It's, it's, yeah, it's medicine. It's therapeutic. Uh, she loves sitting there reading a book or listen to a podcast um and the happiness it gives her uh is impeccable and i guess i'm a little i wouldn't say i'm jealous of it but she's she's the beach person she's the beach one i love i love that i love that that, that's on your list that's one of the most selfless numbers on a top nine you we've ever had on the podcast makes me emotional i'm getting choked up i can't wait to to find a partner that i hope i hope they have, feel the same way about me at the beach. I would love for them to love the beach as much as I love it, but that's just, I mean, holy yeah. moly, Lance. I mean, I mean, it, it, that really is my number one in terms of, like, the value, but I felt like I couldn't put it as my number one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, so, number two, I have beach infrastructure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love the combination of the whole operation working together the boardwalk where is it in relation to the bathroom how close what are the bathrooms like how close are the bathroom relative to the snack stand in the bathroom how is the soap is it are they letting it go to the end or when it's kind of a third empty or a third you know two-thirds empty are they are they filling it back up what are the lifeguard stands like where are they positioned as someone who worked at the beach I like to look at all these things and see how how the operation is running. The beach to me is almost like a restaurant in that way, where you think that everyone's independently operating, but it's really this larger organism that requires this basic infrastructure for it to work. If you don't have those things in place, then the beach is not going to necessarily succeed. And I'm talking mostly about larger public beaches in this case. When you have these smaller private beaches, this stuff doesn't apply. Yeah. necessarily but you still sometimes need you know you need like a an on and on and off ramp uh how is it maintained 
does it add to the beach environment in general? Does it take away from it? Does it perfectly complement it? Love taking all these things into account. That's interesting. I I, I overall preferred a, not, a smaller private beach. I don't love the big boardwalk public beach. And but I do. I, I can't appreciate the whole infrastructure perspective. But you're talking about the bathrooms. It just that just you just showed your hand. You, who goes to the, the actual bathroom? Everyone, at least me, I poop and pee in the water. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were serious about, about pooping in the water. I'm I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I don't. You you show people. You put up one hand and in the water. If you're peeing, and two hands if you're pooping. Never even never knew it. I definitely yeah. peed in the water, but well. So when I worked at the beach, I had to clean the bathrooms every day. So yeah, I kind that's of drama. I kind of like it was it was fine though. It wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily there were only a handful of times that were particularly egregious. It's still tough though. A hot beach bathroom. It's well, gotta be tough. So we always made sure we worked from nine to five, and it was the first thing we did in the morning, and it was the last thing we did at the end. So sometimes at five it could be a little a little tough yeah but it i'm you always got to see how how it's being is it being run smoothly i also like to see probably something that most people at beaches don't think about when it's a public beach where are the maintenance slash attendant people where's their little hut how is it positioned <laughs> i mean these are the little things i don't look for i'm usually looking like how big are the waves where like how uh how cold is the water? Looking yeah. for the hut. Yeah, so no, beach bathrooms are definitely... I'm always going to the bathroom. I always got to go to the bathroom at the beach. It's also something to do. You know, you're, you're, at, you're at your chair. How long can you be at the chair? You get up. You go to the main concession area. Maybe you get some ice cream. Probably not. Sometimes I think about getting ice cream, and then I find out they discontinued the baseball mitt with the gumball. So I say, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Then I go to the bathroom, and it's a nice thing to do. Next time you go, try pooping in the water. I guess I, I guess I will. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't think I could get there. That might, the, be, that might be a step too far. I, I'll think maybe first. I'll think about one of the other things. Okay, that's fine. It's I, God's toilet. So God's toilet's the bathroom. Or God's toilet's the, 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 the ocean. Yeah, I never heard that. I just made it up. I feel like God's toilet is that could be the ocean. Sure. But I don't know. That seems like it's disrespectful to ocean life. Pooping there? I mean, just that poop? it's just that it's a cesspool. It's you're, that's what it's saying. You're saying that the ocean is a cesspool, or that it's it's a place where waste could go. Human I waste. think it's, just, it's the most natural, one of the most natural places on earth. What if like a fish is getting a nice big poop in its face? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll. This, this is too too loaded to really dissect right now. We'll we'll get back to it at a later episode. So my number one, I'm not sure how you, what you'll feel about this, is when you move from the boardwalk to the sand and you do it barefoot and you walk on the sand and you're like I could do this, but then all of a sudden it's really really hot and you still got a way to go, or you just forget to bring your sandals so you're just barefoot, and you have that really long stretch of just walking on hot sand. And there's nothing you could do except get to your destination in the shade. And it's really hot. And you just got to power through it. And then you get to the end, and it's, it's cool. But I this love the your... whole thing. I love when it's, it's really hot, and you're like, what did I just do? 
but then you're like, all right, this is like a Tony Robbins walking over fire type exercise. And then it's nice when you're finished. Wow. I love that this is your number one. That's, this is fantastic. Are you bringing sandals to the beach? Yeah, but sometimes I forget. Like if I'm walking, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll forget them. Yeah. And um, I also don't, I also don't like sometimes walking with sandals is inefficient. So yeah, you, I think walking barefoot's more efficient than walking. Absolutely. Barefoot. It's always more efficient. I, I absolutely love walking on hot sand. It's, it's one of my favorite things. I love burning, getting your feet burnt. And then the whole, I, what, you, what you just said is it's phenomenal. The whole process of walking and you're like, it's, my feet are on fire, but I got to make it to my chair. It's a, it's a great journey. It's a, it's a test of mental fortitude. Yeah. And physical fortitude. Yes. And that's why I like it. I feel like that's one of the rare instances where you could do that on the beach. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect transition to my number three. It's my number three is the first moment your feet hit the sand, your feet on the sand. I think it's, <clears throat> it's like, for some reason, that first feeling when your feet are on the sand, if it's good sand, no rocks, it's just, it's a glorious glorious feeling it's just like it's i think it's it's like medicine almost like going in the ocean it's a natural feeling it's it's like massaging your feet um i will if if the, the sand is way too hot i will throw on my sandals sometimes and i'll walk on the sand if it's like almost unbearable but for the most part i will uh i'll go bareback but yeah the first moment your feet hit that hit, it's just it's it's glorious makes me want to do it right now yeah, it almost there's almost a prehistoric element to it. It's like the the sands before time. Yeah, Las Vegas sands, Corp. Absolutely, I can't get enough of it. My number two, one of my favorite things to do on the beach, is a football toss. I can't. It's probably my favorite activity outside of going into the water. Love a football toss in the beach. Just letting it rip having a gunsling I, I re very rarely outside of the beach now have a catch with anybody i mean how often do you call somebody up or go have a catch but i feel like the beach still it's a uh, acceptable place to bring football have a toss have a long toss run routes dive do diving catches into the sand and then you get all hot and sweaty you get sand all over your body and then you jump into the ocean it's just it's uh i love it because then you're also like you're running around and you get to like look around where you are and like kind of when you throw it, you get a perspective of the beach, you get to see the clouds, you're exercising a little bit. It's just, I just, I get, I get, I get caught up. I get choked up thinking about it. Again, I think this is something in theory, it sounds excellent, but like for me, I'm always afraid when I'm throwing, I'm tossing that football, it's going to go awry, a catcher in a rye and it's going to like hit a kid. Wow. So you don't trust your arm. And then I'm going to trust your gun. No, and I, I, my arm is injured. I when I tore my shoulder like ten years ago, ah, it never same. fully healed. And if I throwing a football is like one of the things where it's actually pretty painful. So I could only, I can't throw it. I could throw it a decent, maybe like up to fifteen yards, but anything longer than that, I can't really do. Without that would be being, one of the most disappointing things. If me and you went to the beach and we couldn't have a football toss, we wouldn't be able to. That would really bum me out. We could do it, but I just, there's too many, again, too many variables for me. And then I don't like when other people do the football toss because I think someone, people get, you know, you get that initially you're fine, you're fine, but then you start taking more and more risks as it goes on, and it's only a matter of time until, you know, you hit a grandma. <laughs> you got this, I mean, if you're a professional, beach 
football toss. You're going to find a good space. You're going to find. You're going to go away from a pack of people. You're going to find a nice strip of sand. Oh, also, I forgot the best part is doing football toss where one person jumping into the waves. You do diving tosses into the ocean. Oh my! I can't. It's just the best. You're, especially if you get a catch that you know, and a wave breaks on you as you catch the ball. It's just that is one of the best. Doing football tosses into the ocean. It's just oh, it's like butter. Not for me. Yeah. Wow. That's one thing just... I one, one thing I don't like about that is when if you miss it, then like you got to spend five minutes swimming against the current to get the football. It's great. And then you, you try to throw the football when you're in the water, and it's not going to go as far as you want it. And it, it I love it. A lot of hurdles. I absolutely love it. And my number one is the first jump into the ocean and diving under a big wave. I love you were you were talking about diving under waves and like getting hit by a wave and then popping up and diving under the second wave. Yeah. My favorite it's one of my that is my favorite thing is diving under a big wave. I like when the ocean is like a little bit rough, not when there's a riptide where it's like dangerous, but when there's big enough waves where like you got to keep you got you can't turn your back on the ocean. Like it's not a fight. I think I think it's like a, it's a beautiful yin and yang, like a little respect for each other. And once you kind of learn the rhythm of the ocean, it's, a, it's it's just a beautiful thing. I love diving under a big wave. You look at it as it crashes like over you. It's just it's my favorite thing in the world. Nothing better than the first jump in when it's like it's so cold in your feet, but then you jump in and it's like you're already used to the water. I love it when it's super hot and you're sweaty and it's the most refreshing feeling. Just the ocean is my happy place. It's I can't put into words how much uh, I love it. It's just it's it's the best. I love a big wave. I I think it's nice that that you've got that relationship with with the beach and the ocean. I don't have that. I'm not jealous. It's just yeah, I don't have it. But one thing I do think we do have a different mindset about how we enter the water, and that might I guess speak to the difference of relationship. I feel like you're establishing your presence right away in like a way that's like, Hey, I'm here. You're Definitely. not, you're not going to push me around. I could go toe to toe with you. It's almost like a rap battle where it's like, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the, the ocean's going first, but you're coming right back out saying you're not going to, you're not going to walk all over me. hundred percent. I'm coming in ready, ready for, I don't see it as a fight. I just see it as like, I'm, I'm, I'm sizing you up and we're both going to have fun here. You're gonna you're gonna have big waves, but I'm gonna go under them. I'm gonna ride. I've been I've been getting better at also body surfing and riding waves of like figuring out the right timing of without. I didn't have boogie board on my list because I haven't boogie boarded in a long time. I've been now been learning how to body surf, and I love figuring out when to start riding the wave, when to jump in front of it, and swim in front of it. It's uh, it's just it's like it's like music. You're playing an instrument that is the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said it so so eloquently. I, I had nothing nothing to say back. It's it's yeah, you're you're complimenting. It's a harmony. You're you're doing yeah. You're going. It's going doing the high octave. You're doing the low octave. Bingo. You're baritone. Baritone and up. Barrett. Barrett Larkin. Baritone Didion. Stretch. Not, not too shabby. One of these days, I'm gonna lather you up. You're gonna. I'm gonna throw a football and, and you're gonna dive into the ocean. And you're gonna fall back in love. You're gonna fall in love with the beach, then you're gonna fall back and you're gonna re-fall in love with your wife. And your wife is gonna be like, I never saw this side of you, you love the beach, 
let's get a, and you're going to buy an oceanfront property to beach that's going to be so gaudy and over the top. Everyone's going to be like, Lance, I didn't, I didn't know you were like this. And you're like, yeah, I don't really care about hurricanes. I, I just, I don't have any insurance. I, I love the beach so much. I don't give a damn. Yeah, and then my dad will come over and be like, Clancy, you know who lives next door? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Lancy, next June. It's not going to be done. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Good top nine. Great top nine. I feel like I didn't express how much love I have for the beach, but I think it's one of those things where I love it so much that I can't even put it into words. I think you did. You could feel the passion of the Christ. It. Yeah. It's, it's my happy place. All right. I, I, I also, one thing, I, I always want to stay longer than everyone who I go with at the beach. Yeah. So that's one thing I, I can agree with you about the dynamics of a compromise. It made me realize I, I, I'm probably my happiest when I go to the beach alone. So that I'm on my own schedule. I can set up my own spot. I'm on my own, I'm on my own time. I can't have a football catch with myself, but you can still poop. I, I love it. You still poop and... I still poop and pee. Yeah. Um... That is something Kate is always wanting to stay along. And I've gotten, we now, I mean, it's to the point where I'll just leave when I leave. Yeah. And it's understood that I'm not, I'm just not going to stay. Because you, you could, you could be there all night. Yeah. And I understand that people sometimes, like, they start getting burned up, they get tired. It's, I, I, I want to, I want to be at the beach until the sun sets. Ideally. Yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we got our, Recurring segment. I guess you wanna you wanna lead off. Sure. Um, let's see. Let me pull it up. So this segment go. again is uh, we each have someone close to us pick our picks. So in my case, pick our picks. Kate, Lance's wife, who was mentioned by Lance. Kate is a big beach person. She said Lance is not a beach big beach guy. On a family beach trip, my dad once said that Lance isn't an aquatic guy. I feel like you've mentioned the podcast. I told him he should sub me in this week since I love the beach, but I would try to guess what he could say. She had surfing, which he did not have, reading on the beach, preferably in some shade, getting food from the concession stand slash eating snacks we brought, taking a walk on the beach, usually far away from where we're sitting, wearing flip-flops as he walks in the sand so sand kicks up with every step he takes, <laughs> Not coming to the beach, but rather staying back at the house and reading alone while everyone else goes to the beach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big one. She did say that anything that I said was a lie because I don't like the beach. <laughs> and that thing about the sand. So I didn't, apparently I do this when I walk on the sand. Flip-flops, <laughs> I spray sand all over the place. And it's a big problem. So that's also one of the reasons why I tend to walk barefoot because I don't realize I do this, but apparently I, I do this. And I that's spray fun. sand everywhere. It's so now you now you sacrifice you burn your feet yeah because you you've got ridiculed by this yeah the, yeah the sand did you have reading on the beach no I don't know it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like reading better not on the beach oh, wow I mean one reading thing so, was a, one thing surfing I do like sur like I like surfing a lot I just haven't been able to do it enough like most of the times the vast vast majority of times I've been at the beach I, I'm not surfing. And it's not, I don't have a surfboard. If there's a beach that you could like rent surfboards and go surfing, it's great. Uh, but it's not like, it, it's, I feel like it's almost a separate thing. You're going surfing. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to the beach. 
right. you know what I mean? It's hard to, hard to go surfing when you're like going with another group that's not surfing. It's a different it's a different activity in my mind. Yeah. I've never gone surfing, but I've, I've definitely been a baby back boogie board beach bum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got this time it's a, it's a new a new uh, selection person for Jesse. If you haven't listened to the last episode, Wack Goldberg got fired or suspended. He's suspended indefinitely, for sure. And in Wack Goldberg's place is Phil Jackson. Now, Phil Jackson Jackson came in pretty good. Also, a little backtrack about Wack Goldberg is that he DM'd me and first said that I never sent, like, this week's top nine, but then he quickly responded back and said, oh, wait, I didn't see it, my bad. I I can go on a whole rant about Wack, but he doesn't deserve the time. I, 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 I'll say one thing. He doesn't, he, I, he said that, uh, on last week's episode, he goes, I wish you had Manchego on your list. Manchego was my number three. This guy, that's all I'm going to say. He doesn't listen thoroughly. He's Wack, and he's suspended. I yeah. love Phil Jackson. I love the triangle offense. Yeah, the problem with Wack is that, you know, if you want to be in this, you gotta you got to listen. That's kind of the only thing. That's really all you got to do. That's really all it is. And he also asked me what the email was to send an email. I think he was going to oh, send, like, a, a question. I, I was like, I mean, I feel like all I say is the email. That's all. I was, like, I was like, I say it too much. So, unfortunately, I love Wack. I think Wack's a nice, a nice element to the pod. We always got to be in a little bit of debt to Wack for the three, 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 Wack Goldberg top nine special. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, we could reach a, a, a good point. Anyway, this is not any at all to take away. We don't want to harp on on Wack. Phil Jackson comes in, great attitude, and great, great first predictions for you so i'm going to read what he said in its entirety he calls you jess which i like i never even (laughs) thought that was an option i think that's kind of kind of cool so he says jess (laughs) is certainly a beach cat or shall i say dog excited to see which item on your list gets him riled up he's known to some as back man down by the shore he's also a bona fide baby back beach bum with boogie board (laughs) beach flow Lower some predictions. Sprinting down the sand and diving into the water. Oh my god. That's beautiful. Number one, that's his first thing. That moment when the beach beach accoutrement have been set up and the lotion has been applied oh my and god. you sit down, toes in your sand. You, you had that. Jesus, I love Phil. I can't get enough of Phil. Pulling out a chicken Jay Cutler sand with Come on, Phil! With Melty Sun baked provolone. Come on! This guy's on fuego! Having a catch back by the dunes. Are you kidding me? Someone stop this man! Alright, so after... I, so now he's got snagging some beach cream at the ice cream truck. Actually, that's the solid one. I mean, oh my god. I, I can't get enough of Phil. Then he says that moment post-shower after a long day on the beach where the sun glow is in full effect. I was, that was almost on my list. Riding waves, whether by body or with a once QAB boogie board. <laughs> and this one, I mean, this one is he throws in a bonus, bonus throw, uh, bo- bonus during low tide, when nature throws you a sandbar to splash around it. That's a great one. That's another great one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that that list is so spot on. That's, he, that's already outshined any of Wax combined lists 
beautifully written, funny, spot on. Phil Jackson. God damn, do I love this guy? Yeah, I mean, the accuracy is uncanny. The first, and he he did like seven. So I, I think if he went with like just the first four or five, they would have been like exactly what you said. Imagine almost almost, almost scary. Super scary. Super I've had. Nice. Oh my god, I'm so happy. That, I mean, this guy knows my body. He knows my body. He knows my beach body. I've had many great days at the beach with Phil. He's he's a great he he's very fair skinned, and he's he usually is an umbrella guy at the beach. But he's never he's never pouty. He's never negative. He's always happy to be there. Oh my god! I just I'm very happy that we. Uh, I think Phil is about to Wally Pip whack. I think he's gonna he's gonna really shine in this position of, of making predictions. And I'm uh, excited to see where it goes from here. Is that a reference that I'm supposed to get? Wally Pip. Yeah. Wally Pip is what they, is when they say like uh, when the backup replaces the starter. They said that about Julian Edelman did that to Wes Walker. Got it. It's when like a guy gets hurt and then the backup is like become it's like it's what Tom Brady did to Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's what uh, I think. That's what Phil Jackson's gonna do. Whack Goldberg. Hundred percent. He's already done it. This is yeah. this is already the most spot on predictions we have ever had. Impeccable. All right, you got any ads? I just, I don't know how we're going to top that. Sheesh. I do have an ad. Today's Braised Bits is brought to you by Beach Feet. Do you hate wearing sandals during the summertime and wish your little tootsies could ride free on the ground? Try getting some Beach Feet by walking without any sandals or on concrete or hot surfaces in order to build up scabs and stronger skin throughout the summer. Your leg clompers will begin to build a stronger outer layer and shoes will no longer be necessary. Beach Feet, let your trotters loose. Jeremiah Trotter. Uh, I was hoping you were going to go Jeremiah Trotter. Hell yeah. Brian Trottier. Nice. We got a small business advertisement, which is Love good. small business. Because we give small businesses a discounted rate. So if you're a small business, let us know. Um, this is a small business by Sally. So this is the advertisement. Hello, I'm Sally. I sell seashells by the seashore. <clears throat> You can shell out some shekels for my shells or be a shill for Big Shell. Shell gasoline. Kurt Schilling. Sometimes people walk by and they ask, what is that girl doing? Then all my fans let them know. They tell my haters that she sells seashells by the seashore. If you're one of my haters, why don't you shell the hell up? Check at Bavaka Shah. Oh my God. Check your attitude at the door. Check Republic. Also buy my shells. It's $15 per shell. Shell spells. Probably my, that's, I mean, that's my favorite ad you've ever had. Shelly, I hope you support Sally. a small business. Sally. 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 <laughs> Sally. Shelly. <laughs> Shekin Lavaka Shah. Hey, come on. That was unbelievable. Sally. Wow. Unreal. Yeah, so good to have a small business. Great. Great ad. All right. Uh, we got a question this week. One question. If you want to send us a question again, if you're Wack Goldberg or anyone else, you could email us at our email, braisedbits at gmail.com. Again, I'll say it one more time because I guess we don't say it enough. Uh, what a complicated email. What, what an email is hard to remember. <laughs> braisedbits at gmail.com. Or you could Instagram us at uh, DM us at uh, braisedbits. Beautiful. Send us questions. So our one question, this is from Pod Monet. Nice. Which I like where that's going. I feel like that's almost, it's like a, you're not sure if it's, it's down the line, you're not sure if it's fair or foul, Pod Monet. 
Could be fair, could be foul, but if it's fair, it's a big hit. Sure. So, Podmone says, Hey, comedy chefs, love the grocery store episode. Have to ask, what is each of your favorite aisle, aisle of the tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Um, To me, it was pretty obvious. To me, the the produce aisle is is the best aisle. I think it's got the most color. It's got the freshest ingredients. You get to really scout out what you like, what you want. Um, it's usually the first aisle, I think, when you walk into most grocery stores, is produce. Yeah, I, I think it's by far and away the best. So mine is kind of odd. Number one, I wanted to say, actually, I thought about having this to be the highlight of my week, but I decided against it. We were at a supermarket on Long Island, Fresh Market, which is kind of a new player that I had. It wasn't there in my youth, but we got groceries before we came back to the city. And I was getting leeks, which is also a new vegetable in the rotation. They have leeks. I said, Let, let's do this. I've had leeks, and I've only had good experiences. So we'll see. We haven't had them yet. But as I was getting the leeks, the water started spraying. The no, the, the water from the produce section. You know? Oh, I got wow. That, I got that nice mist as I was getting the leek. Wow. That's a supermarket uh, gods really uh, celebrating you. Yeah. That's my diving into the water moment <laughs> but i feel like i've never seen that i feel like i've seen that even once was the getting sprayed it, yeah, yeah it's it's uh, if you look you it happens it's not yeah, gonna happen every time it. it's not gonna happen every time you're there but it's maybe one set of every four times but i think it's very rare that as you're going in you're getting the spray the sierra mist. oh yeah wow yeah, so Beautiful. so that was that was huge. But my favorite aisle is actually the cereal aisle. Now, do I get cereal? Not really ever. But it kind of goes back to my number one from the grocery store episode, where it's you're kind of like playing out all these different versions of people you could be. And I also am interested in how all these cereals have like lasted this long. Sometimes I look at like Smacks, you know that one. Yeah. And I'm like, who's buying this? And it's still there, displayed prominently. I feel like the cereal is always, like, the boxes are really colorful. You have to see the mascots. And I go down there, and, you know, I've lived 30 different lives by the time I'm done with the cereal episode. I go there, so this is what I do in the cereal aisle. One time, we were in the Hamptons, and we were, like, walking around the town. And Kate said... Uh, like after, I don't know, she, she said to someone, yeah, you walked around the town and, and went window shopping. And I, in my mind, was like, is that what we did? I didn't, I didn't do that. I just walked around and was glad we didn't go in any store. And then I realized that's what I do that's in the cereal aisle. I'm window that's shopping. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. I was actually, that's, I was thinking about, I kind of do the same thing in the cereal aisle, and I don't really realize it. Like, you kind of just, I, I never, I don't, I haven't eaten cereal since the 70s, but when I walk past the cereal, I am scouting them out being like, oh, I didn't know that uh, Raisin Bran still existed. Yeah. Like, I might even go in and ask, like, you know, about an item, but I'm not going to walk out with it. Sure. That's funny. You window shop in the cereal aisle. That could be, a, that's like a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a bit. It could be a chunk. It could be a chunk. It could be a bit. Nice. Sweet sauce. That's a good question. Yeah, so again, if you got a question, send us anything where this is a, a segment that's permanent. Uh, Grazebits at gmail.com. Kaiser Permanente. Again, 
One more time, braisebits at gmail.com. Also, Romaine, let us know if you do like the segment. Uh, I know, was it Maddie Schneck who said the episode should be longer, if anything? That was one yeah, of she Black, wants more. That was one of Black Goldberg's criticisms, which oh. I, I knew that was like a, a kind of, people like long podcasts because you get, you get, that's how you braise. Exactly. That's how you braise, and that's how I take in podcasts. The longer it is, the, the, the less people's guards are up, and the more there's... I, I forgot that we were even recording. I thought we were just talking about Syria. Yeah, you gotta have your guard down. Right guard extreme. That's what I was going for, right guard. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so send us a question, braisebits at Gmail, or DM us at braisebits on Instagram. Let's Please. go to our, our final segment. Is that a QAB? combination of the is that a joke and goose's questionable at best segment let's do it i'll go on base um my is that a qab was i was waiting for a unisex bathroom i believe it was actually at starbucks where i saw the um musicians a lady was in front of me uh waiting to go and as the person comes out of the bathroom this lady in front of me goes you can go ahead of me. Um, you're going to be quicker than I am. And in the in the moment, I'm like, uh, is she is she telling me she's taking a dump? Like, uh, but then she was like, oh, guys are are quicker than girls in the bathroom, which is true. But but she, it was a lot of I felt a lot of pressure. Her it, it, on the surface, it was nice of her to be like, you can go ahead of me because I'm going to take longer and I'm going to I don't want to make you wait. But what if I had to take a dump? What if I was taking a dump? Also, it's like, I once I got in there, I was like, I'm on the clock now. Now it's like, she assumes I'm going to be quick. Luckily, I didn't have to take a dump. I was just peeing. Um, so, it was just it was it was a little QAB to me. In the long run, it was it worked out well. I, I got in quicker. But what if I did have to take a poop? What if I, I was just? I first thought she was joking. Like like she telling me she has, she has to poop. It was very confusing. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was questionable at best. So I have two questions. Please. Number one, is this before you saw the music? So I, the music was outside. I saw it as I was going in. I didn't stop to listen first. I was like, I'm going to, on my way out, I'm going to listen to a song. So that's interesting because it's like your QAB was sandwiched. It's the highlight QAB sandwich. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> think that's ever happened on the pod. In the same experience. I don't think it has either. All, all in one, uh, it's kind of how my week's gone. Not a lot's been going on. The Starbucks experience was kind of my, uh, I had a lot, I was, peaks and lows. That's, yeah, it's a bold one right there. <laughs> I, so, I think that's a situation where it's, she, it's, it's, she's well-intentioned, and I think it's honestly a good move, because you also, that's implying that she's, going to be in there for a long time right and she's oh, yeah. putting I, I i think it's it's well-intentioned and she doesn't realize what it's putting on you yeah she can't sure. realize what it's putting on you or she's making a judgment call where her length is i don't even know how to her her length is superseding whatever difficulty so say she's going to take 25 minutes i sure. think i think potentially sitting there for 25 minutes is worse than the stress of being put on the clock. Sure. What I was thinking afterwards was, say I, I did have to go number two, 
should would I have been like, oh no, you should go ahead of me. I can guarantee you're not gonna want to go after me. I'm not sure. Like I, uh, I think I'm you, not sure what, what I would have done. I, I think you gotta say now. You can go ahead. It's okay. And then she insists. You say, you just Trust be me. forceful. You just be forceful. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think it's I think it's overall good move. The problem with this move is it's it's almost like you're going to the bathroom and Eric Seidel is in front of you, where you don't know neither person knows each other's cards totally. So exactly. you're only playing on the hand that you think they have based on men and women traditionally, I guess. Yeah. It was weird, and then we both thanked each other when I came out. I was like, "Oh, thank you." He's like, "No, thank you." And I was like, "I don't." I don't know. It was well. It ended up working out. Because she would be super stressed, and she would have a terrible bathroom experience. Right. But I, it, it was just a little bizarre. Because once I was in there, I was like, I, uh, I felt on the clock. I felt being watched in time. Yeah. I think it's questionable, but I think it's questionable at worst. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, it makes me think. Also, is do you think she does this often? Is she not? She does. She hate when guys are waiting for her. I mean, in that yeah. case, you should again, as you said, I don't set my life up enough for like well enough for the beach. You shouldn't be going to the bathroom in public if if this is your MO yeah. usually. This is more of like a rest stop Starbucks. It was kind uh, of like a gotcha. off the highway kind of thing. So yeah. So this is a yeah. Yeah. A lot of variables again. Always. Yeah. All right, so my is that a QAB, and I've talked sort of about this in past episodes, but I don't think this specific example. So again, when I was uh, visiting my parents this week, this past weekend, we were we have a pool. My parents have a pool, and we were like going down to like hang out by the pool, um, and I look up, and there's a, a dark cloud on the horizon and I'm like I don't know if this is a good idea it's gonna it's gonna rain and my parents are like no it's not gonna rain and they're like let me look at the phone and the phone doesn't say it's gonna rain but I'm looking up at this cloud and it's Mark Ruffalo it's the incredible Hulk and cloud <laughs> and then the wet this, the temperature's dropping and I'm like I, it's gonna rain but sure sure whatever um, and then it starts drizzling a little bit and everyone is like, nah, the phone says it's not going to rain. I, th- I think we're okay. Maybe just like a little drizzle. And temperature kept dropping. It was really humid. All of a sudden, it's kind of cold. And we have like these kind of like these cushion type things where... Outdoor furniture? Yeah, where it's like if it's going to rain somewhat heavily, you should kind of bring them on like inside, like basically so they don't get wet. Yeah. So I'm like, should we bring these in? Parents are like, nah. And I'm like, okay. I'll, sure enough, it starts pouring. Which, like, if you looked at the cloud and <laughs> just felt the temperature in there, you would know that. But my parents were like, nah, it's not going to rain. The, the phone says it's going to rain. And I'm like, well, reality says it's raining. So is it raining? I'm not sure. Should we check the phone to see if it's actually raining? Or should we base it on reality? I'm not sure. I guess either way it could be. Like, we're at a point where we're trusting the phone's weather over the actual weather. It's crazy. And then it literally poured for, like, a half an hour, which is surprising because it's this tropical climate. But, like, if you looked at the cloud and felt the air, you would understand that that was what's going to happen. I don't understand why we're outsourcing this 
human like knowledge that has allowed us to be the people who poop in God's toilet. <laughs> and what are what are we doing? What what is it? What is what is happening? What is this? And I feel like this happens more and more. This type of thing. It's interesting. Do you, you think this had to do with like the family dynamic of like you saying this and your dad was like trying to be stubborn about it almost like the opposite of like your dad saying coronavirus is in the last till June and you're like how do you know that well so this is more I don't know my my mom is like she loves hanging out you know she loves going by the pool so she was like nah I think it's I think she was like will willfully being like ah I think it's yeah. fine but both of that I don't know I think but I think it was really like what's the phone say Sure. And it's Something not just, noticed. It's not just them. I mean, I think it's... it's no, yeah. Like, I've noticed also in Long Island, and just in general, that the weather act and like the weather predictions are like very... Uh, like they're not accurate, especially like in the moment. Like when you, when you look outside, it's, especially when it's cloudy out and they're predicting rain, or they're not predicting, predicting rain, you can have a better feel for it when you're, when you're looking around. Yeah. And people aren't using their senses in a... They're trusting more technology, like you said. I know. It's just, I, I don't understand why we're at the point where it's like it's raining. And then it seems like it's still a question as to whether or not it's raining if the if Google doesn't say tell you it's raining. One thing. Like, what, what, is, what is happening? What is happening to <laughs> our, our brains? We, we don't want to trust them. We don't trust ourselves. One thing I will say is, though, I understand about the cushions need, needing to be moved inside, but... I've had a few experiences of swimming in the rain this summer, and it's been delightful. Did you guys consider just putting your phones and clothing inside and just doing a rainy swim? Uh, no, but I'm not a I'm not really a big pool guy. <laughs> Kate, Kate likes going in the in the pool. I think it's also hereditary. I've seen my dad go in the water, probably like as you hear in my water. That was like a real Long Island. I was like water, water. water. Yeah, uh, I've seen him probably go in the water probably less than ten times in my life. Wow. Is it, is it just you don't find it refreshing? You don't find it joyful? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's fine. I just, uh, yeah. Water is my it's my favorite thing. Bathtubs, ocean, pools, puddles, but I'm not sinks. A, I'm not an aquatic guy. You're not an aquatic guy. I like taking a shower, but that's because you, you the sense of like you're clean. It's like you're sweaty and then you're dirty, you know, you had to shower. Yeah, you can do that. I like, uh, I like going for a run and then jumping in the pool. That's kind of a, a version of that. Suede dip. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, you got that chlorine. Yeah. Come on, That's chlorine. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Beautiful. Well, we really, we really showed our cards. I feel like we, we, got, we showed how different we are, but also at the same time how similar we are. This is the pod. You're a beach dog and I'm a beach cat. Yeah, exactly. I poop in the water and you poop in the toilet. Yeah. Nice. Should we bring in the closer? Let's do it. I know you're going to be on rhythm this time. Always will. Always have been. One, a two, a one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, 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 bits. 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 Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Wow, clunky, but we got it done. Got you there. I, I switched up the tempo. You sure did. You got it in the plug? Anything to promote? Do I have anything to promote? 
Not really. I think I'm going to have something to promote like next week or the week after, but right now I don't. Uh, just just follow Braze Bits. Leave a review. It's really easy. Just scroll, like, go to Braze Bits, then, like, you, I think you scroll down and literally press five stars. You don't have to leave a review. Again, we'd love Please. if you did, but just press five stars. It really helps. And that's really it. Yeah, that'd be greatly appreciated. Review the pod. Give us five stars. Send us a question. Well, the questions have been great. I think the more questions, the better. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, do comedy soon or something. That'd be yeah, nice. Pandemic. Yeah, that would be very nice. I hope so. But we got the Razorbacks. Appreciate everybody listening. And uh, stay tuned for next time. Pandemic and Morty. Nice. Nice. All right. That's all I got. Sansies. All right. See everybody next week. Bye. Peace. <laughs> wow. First peace from Lance. You should-